This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're checking back in with Mandy Urick, one of our good friends on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Mandy, how are you? I'm cold, Kevin. <laughs> I am flat out cold. It doesn't matter. I've got the wood stove going. I've got the fireplace going. The furnace is going nonstop, and it's still cold. Oh, it, it yeah, it is. It is cold, and it's not fun. Bro, Brosdal doesn't seem to mind so much, but uh, I hate it. No, I, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> this, I, I'm not ready. This was too big of a snap. I cannot acclimate quick enough. You know, you look out the window and it's it looks pretty out right now. And then you walk outside and you're like, no, no, yeah. And and on top of all that, when we were making all that nice ice, and then we just got dumped with all that nasty snow, and uh, that ruined ice fishing. And at least it's, I guess, for that reason, if it's cold, it's good because it can penetrate the snow and, and start thickening the ice anyway. Correct, but we're still weeks out. And you know, know. that was our worst fear. I mean, everybody who's hardcore anglers, you know, we're watching the temps. We hadn't had like any snow barely. You know, we're starting to make that good ice. And as soon as we saw that weather forecast, and I was like, no, please, no, no, uh uh-uh, uh, don't do this. You did this to us a couple of years ago. You know, we got 14 to 18 inches of that super hot, webby stuff here, too. You know, you go drill a hole, and there's so much weight on the ice that it just, instantly floods you know that's a big flush mess underneath the the snow so i guess if it's going to be cold get it over with and start making us some good ice and then get nice again <laughs> yes this, this this you know 30 to 40 below wind chills with winds up to, to 40 miles an hour i'm not really looking forward to that oh i know it's just i mean i know we have nice clothes now but i mean it's there's a limit to what it can handle I I I'm having a little uh, PTSD moment with with that forecast and thinking back to almost a year ago spending seven days in negative fifty six degree in a blizzard you know ice fishing for how many days and yeah no I don't want to do it and I'm not going to do it no <laughs> let's just be smart and if you don't have to put yourself in that situation just don't yeah. <laughs> wait for it to warm back up. Well, you're a veteran of these things, so, I mean, what are you thinking? How long before we can get out there and do some uh, safe, decent ice fishing? Uh, it, it depends. You know, are you going to be a, a portable, you know, flip-over shock hub, or are you trying to get that wheelhouse out there? Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, right now, a majority of our lakes here, it's safe to go out hub or flip style. If you want to take the snowmobile and, and go brave the elements, uh, I, I think you could safely do it you know, four-wheeler or, or, or snowmobile here right now, the, the obvious problem is you're going to be dealing with slush. You know, it, it's 
it, yeah. it's just flooded. It is, that's a mess. As far as getting out the big wheel houses, which is as much as I complain about them and as good as it is to give our lakes a break, I also own an ice castle. I got one last year. I had to look at it all summer long parked in my driveway while I dreamt of, you know, spending Christmas and, and New Year's in that nice, warm, hard-sided house fishing. And I think we're going to be 10 days to to 14 days out Okay, yeah. on our smaller bodies, for sure. Well, did you get any ice fishing in before it got nasty? No. It, <laughs> it, it was that being said. I had very good intentions. So there's there's a lot that goes into getting ready, especially for early ice. So this year was the year I got two brand-new uh, portables. I got uh, the 2400 Escape, and then I got a new one-man uh, XR Wide. Well, you got to put them together. <laughs> It's a process, let me tell you. <laughs> so you get the new houses put together, you get all your tackle ready, you know, you got to charge up your electronics, you got to get everything organized. And then it, like before you knew it, like that little window that we had before the weather just went to junk was gone. So now everything's ready, <laughs> but the weather's just horrible. And now yeah. I don't want to go until it warms back up. Right, right. Oh, man. Well, and... As far as, you know, you talked about you can go out and be mobile now. And that's really, you know, if you're a serious angler, that's what you want to be because just like in the soft water season, you want to be able to move to where the fish might be. Correct. That's why, you know, everybody kind of laughs when they come over because I've got, you know, anywhere from three to five different portables, every shape and size there is. But I love, I there's nothing more hands down than the ability to be mobile, to stay on the fish, you know, depending on where you're at. Some days even fish multiple species, you know, just keep keep moving and grooving on that. There's nothing worse than being hunkered down and stuck in one area and the fish aren't biting, right? I mean, <laughs> that's not a good day in, in, in a portable, or, right. you know. So, yeah, being mobile and that that's about the only good thing right now is if you have a snowmobile, you know, we've got, we've got good snow, but... Our trails, I don't know about you guys, but that wet, heavy snow, I mean, just down trees horrifically mm-hmm. everywhere. So the groomers are going to spend weeks, if not eat longer, cutting trees off the trails before they can even groom them to snowmobile. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't get, we very seldom get the perfect winter, right? <laughs> Cracked. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm giggling, dreaming of what, what you know, winter in Florida must feel like. <laughs> like every that other day. Close to, yeah. <laughs> the perfect winter, wouldn't it be? It <laughs> Open be. water year-round. Oh, that might be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk a little more ice fishing in the future, but or a little bit later on. But I do want to uh, find out how things went. Did you finally get out hunting? Did you get anything? What? How was your hunting season? Oh... <sighs> I can't even complain because I got that big one last year, and here again, I was I was about ready to give in because I I hadn't seen a real good you know a shooter that I wanted a bucket list on right. I passed and passed and passed, which that takes a lot of self control to pass on you know beauty nines and tens, knowing that you know hey next year that you know that's going to be a one fifty plus or a one sixty five plus so. I, I get through it where I'm, I'm mentally ready, where I'm just like, 
okay, it's, I'm going to fill the freezer. And then what happens? One shows up on camera. The <laughs> buck shows up on camera. Oh. So what do I do for the next, like, 14 days straight? <laughs> I'm not pulling the trigger on anything but that buck. <laughs> Buck's on camera. He's, he's there, you know, 5.30 in the morning. Right below my stand, you know. I've got the, the, the phones dinging. The camera pictures are coming coming in, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pattern him. I'm going to get an opportunity. I'm going to get a shot. I never once saw him in the stand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, that's how they get big is they get smart. So yeah. I, I guess I've, uh, I've got a new new buck for the, for the, the kill list that hopefully makes it through the winter. And, uh, yeah, I'll get a shot at him next year, I hope. But. Mm. Oh, I sometimes I just wish I didn't have those trail cameras. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I did. I, I ended up uh, early season. I ended up taking an answer list just because I was getting hungry for fresh back straps. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I did get a little trigger action just to put a little meat in the freezer. But yeah, at the end, it, you know, that weather kind of snuck up and it got brutal there at the, the end of muzzleloader season. And that's not a lot of fun, you know. No. Even with really good good gear, same deal. It's it's one thing if you're in a nice and closed stand that's got heat, but if you're sitting in a climber stand, shoe's pretty nasty. Mm. So do you do antler? Or you do archery, uh, rifle, and muzzleloader? Correct. How, what's your favorite? Uh, I, honestly, it used to be muzzleloader up until probably. Maybe ten years ago, I had taken a hundred percent of all all my big game with muzzleloader. Wow! Um, but I mean, rifle is great too. I, the, I like archery for the simple reason that most of the time, unless it's late season, uh, it's good weather. You get you're so up close, right? I mean, even if it's just a doe or, or a fawn, and they're you know at five yards. It's amazing. You know, like I was talking about that story this year where I had that nine and that 10 sparring, you know, at 12 yards in front of me. And to be that close is just like, oh, and I think there's nothing better when you get just an absolutely beauty kill shot with a bow and arrow. It just seems so, so simple, but yet so meaningful. Yeah. A little more sport than taking it at 300 yards with a high powered rifle. Right. How how many times have you got one with the bow and arrow? Oh, I didn't bow hunt for for quite a few years um, because of my shoulder mm. until I ended up um, getting a crossbow license a few years back. But when I grew up in North Dakota, which is hilarious because we have like no trees, right? No <laughs> trees are in tree, literally in farmstead tree rows. Right. But uh, my dad's whole gig was I think he meant to give me an impossible task. And he said, as soon as you kill a, uh, a deer with the bow and arrow, then you can officially, you know, hunt with us for rifle season. So I was all gung-ho about this. It was a big deal. You know, got got a Fred Bear bow and, you know, got it sighted in and practiced real hard and, uh, you know, went hunting. And I'm, I'm pretty sure my dad was just like yeah, laughing to himself, you know, like, I'll get rid of that kid for how many weeks on end and. You know, there's no cell phones back then, and he so he dropped me off, and then he I'd sit all day, and he'd pick me up, and sure, sure, sure if I did in the second day out, uh, get a deer, and I'd only been hunting like with my dad for rifle, and it was I thought I was just gonna shoot it with this bow and arrow, and it was just gonna fall down, right? 
well, well, no. <laughs> they just fall down. And where I was hunting, it was like uh, there was a, a, a beet field that had been, you know, tilled up, and there's a tree row, and then there's a huge ravine right there that was all tall grass. Well, it's tall grass. It's over my head. Well, granted, I'm short. Anyways, the deer takes off across this field, and I could see him go down into this ravine, and I, I didn't know what to do. So, you know, you think you, you waited 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. I'm sure it was probably like four minutes. You know, I'm a kid. And I'm, my heart's beating or whatever. And I, I, I go, I'm going to go track this deer. And I, I get to the grass. And I don't know how, besides the hand of God touched my little head and pointed me in the right direction. But <laughs> I find this deer and I am so excited. Well, the problem was it was like in the morning. And I just sit all day. You know, I didn't <laughs> call my dad. Yeah. I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, and it was so, it, now that I think about it, it probably wasn't that big. It was a doll, you know. But I, I, here I am. I, I feel dressed as deer out by myself. I couldn't be prouder. I, I'm sure I looked like a Chainsaw Massacre movie. I, I think there was more blood on me than there was on the ground. <laughs> and it, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm so tickled pink. You know, I am. Okay, I'm ready. Well, it's still too heavy for me to drag back. So, you know, it was just the longest day ever. And I was just, you know, sat right next to my deer. And finally that night, I had to walk back to the road. And, my, you know, my dad pulls up and he was like, he could see me. And he was like, well, what are you doing? How come you're, you know, how come you're not sitting? And I was like, well, I got tears. He's like, you did? And he looks at me and goes, oh, my gosh. And I can only imagine. He, you know, he tells the story or told the story much better. You know, here's, the, here's this kid covered in head to toe with, you know, just elk and blood and whatever and whatnot. So he goes tracking, okay, well, show me where, where this deer's at. So, you know, I point over by the ravine, and we go get this deer, and, you know, he helps me haul it back or whatever. And that's the first thing I looked at when we got in there. I was like, uh, so I get to go rifle hunting, right? Do I get a new rifle? Can I get a new gun? And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh. He was so mad, too. He was just, I mean, he was proud, but he acted like he was upset, right? Like, well, you know, if you that deer wouldn't have went far, that far if you if you would have got a little better shot. You, you see, you were, you know, you were a little high by a couple inches. And, but, yeah, 10, 15, 20 years later, you know, everybody that, that knows my dad or our family has said, oh, yeah, you should hear your dad tell that story of your first bull kill. <laughs> I only wish there was pictures. That was that's quite a story. <laughs> I wish there was pictures. I keep <laughs> thinking about it now, and I'm just like, oh my goodness gracious! I'm uh, pretty sure, to be honest, if I remember correctly, I got home and my stepmother didn't even like attempt to like wash my clothes. <laughs> like she's like that's how covered in blood they were. You know, she was just like, they're not going in our washing machine. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, speaking of deer hunting, uh, as you probably are well aware, we had two positives south of Bemidji this year for CWD, and I know you guys had another one last year on your last year where you were going to get cleared. Um, how about this year in the Brainerd area? Have you, have you heard anything? We haven't heard anything yet. So I'm you know, really keeping fingers crossed that everything that's been processed so far, we haven't had any positives. Which is good. Um, I think everybody is looking for, for things to go back to normal as far as, you know, our, our license-wise. Um, yeah, it's just such a long process, you know, once they get into that, that mode. And I was, I was real surprised that, uh, when I had seen the article about the, the deer in Bemidji, especially where they were located at. 
Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. That's a. It's a real interesting one. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, we had a special hunt. I don't know how many were harvested. I haven't had a chance to talk to Blaine or anybody and find out how that went. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. Well, we're we're in. You know, we're just getting started in this war up here. So. You guys have been through it for a while, and it's it's not fun. And, you know, it still sounds like we're in overall pretty good shape compared to some other states that have had big outbreaks of CWD. So we just got to keep being vigilant. Correct. Uh, well, make sure when you get Blaine on the horn there that you tell him congratulations <laughs> for his new regional manager position. I will do that, yes. Yeah. He... Uh, He's a, he's a, he's an interesting character. I love talking to Blaine. He's he's got uh, a lot of interest in his life. I can't. I thought you had a lot of interest. I can't keep up with everything he's into. <laughs> I keep asking him at that level that he's at how he can take so much time off to go hunting and fishing all over the place. And he started laughing. He goes, "I was about to ask you the same thing." <laughs> And I said, oh. well, that's about all that I do. And he goes, well, there you go. He goes, that is, you know, those experiences are our vacations. So most people are smart and go to Mexico. Right. <laughs> no, I go to Ontario and go wolf hunting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to get any warm weather fishing in this winter? Yes. I, 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 this, I'm actually really excited. You know, things have been all over the board with COVID and travel for the last how many years. And I'm, I'm going nuts this year. (laughs) I have been saving my vacation time. It's go like my plans from basically January through the end of April is nonstop travel for fishing, both hard water and open water. So I'll be up uh, through Manitoba and uh, Ontario I'm going to be down in Florida a couple times. I'm going to be over in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm going to be down in Georgia. So I'm excited. Wow. (laughs) I I haven't had one of these years since pre-COVID. You know, this is me getting back to my normal travel schedule that I haven't been able to do for, you know, I think since 2019. So, I'm yeah, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. It's just pedal to the metal, and it's adventure time. She's Mandy Urich, and she is far from done. we got a lot more to cover with Mandy, including a holiday fast five and her hunting and fishing New Year's resolution. It's all coming up. This is Mandy Urich, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at Becoming a Fishing Legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. 
BemidjiState.edu. I'm Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. And we are back with Mandy Urich. Uh, when we last talked to her, she was all excited about Adventure Time. So, Mandy, John Hoyer went over to, was it the Czech Republic? Or someplace over there for, for a, a competitive fishing. Um, most of the time when people go, you know, international fishing, it, it ends up being ocean fishing. Have you ever done, besides Canada, of course, any international freshwater fishing? Um, no. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. No. I'm just curious what they have over there, you know? Correct. So, well, and I remember that, um, so when they were over there, that competition that they were fishing, it was basically pike, zander, and, and perch. Right. Over there. And I, that was super interesting. John does such an amazing job documenting and sharing his stories on social media that, you you know, I mean, you're getting this stuff real time, which I love to follow him. Um, but I remember watching that, and they all said, you know, like, these guys are like the best of the best. Like, you know, him and Max Wilson here, you know, on the walleye side are phenomenal angler, anglers, and they're like, we got our butts whooped over there. <laughs> you know, they didn't, you know, how freshwater fishing for the same species in just another country would be so drastically different, which I thought was, was really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it, it is, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's, it, that to me would be the most interesting thing, you know, fishing for similar types of fish, uh, in maybe different types of waters, how different is it from, you know, fishing a Leech Lake or Cass Lake or Winnie or whatever? Hey, I'm the biologist, and I'm right there with you. Like, just the differences that we see from north to south, right, from Minnesota going to Florida for freshwater or, uh, you know, some of those anywhere else, basically. It, it's so drastically different within our own country, you know, based on, topography and water temps and you know bait and subspecies it's it's super interesting but yeah i think i could really geek out somewhere else <laughs> i have a feeling i'd be i'd be doing a whole lot of reading before traveling to try and right. figure out what's going on for sure well um it, 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 we are in an d- interesting time of year as it is a kind of the holiday season uh, by the time this airs it'll be post christmas but still uh if people get christmas money or uh, that type of thing what are the cool things out there the outdoor person would love uh, for a Christmas present? Ooh. I'm going to say hands down, uh, if you don't already have a good auger to go with that new Ion Alpha. Okay. And I find this really interesting. So I got this question asked to me while I was doing a seminar one time about what do I think on the ice fishing side has been one of the greatest technological advances to be able to allow more people to fish. And I said, hands down, it was the invention of these uh, electric augers Mm -hmm. because they're super lightweight, they're durable, they're strong, you know, the batteries last long. But I can remember not that long ago uh, when the Strike Light came out with Strike Master and being one of the first people to prototype that. And I'm a little person, and I would never hand a 10-inch auger to any child, let alone, you know, most of the time most women weren't strong enough to run them where now they're safe and they're light so i think that one by far uh is super cool um i heard through the grapevine that uh, everybody who loves live scope uh be it lawrence or garmin or or make live through through hummingbird uh they are so fun 
once you watch these, it's one thing, you know, for open water, but ice fishing last year is my first year using them, and I'm addicted. I, <laughs> I'm super addicted. They're a little spendy, but for $200 or less, and you want to keep yourself and your kids occupied, go get an aqua view. Like, that is so much fun. And they have little minis that you can put, you know, all the way that will fit in your pocket up to, to big ones. And I think that's one of the things I probably use the most, um, not only when I'm scouting for, you know, where I want to drill some holes and set up, um, but, you know, once you do get set up, I like just drilling the hole and dropping that camera down, besides having my normal electronics go, because it's fun to watch. <laughs> oh, people are into it. They they are they are totally into that stuff now. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the genie's out of the bottle. The uh, The technology is available. It ain't going anywhere. Correct. It is. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Mind blowing. I had a, I had a pretty long conversation with the guys at the at the bait shop literally yesterday. <laughs> Here's where I do my Christmas shopping. I just let that cat out of the bag. Somebody got a very large gift certificate from a local bait shop. So I was there talking with the guys, and that's we thought and talked for an hour about you know what's going to happen in the next year to to five years with the technology that's already available and how much more it's, it's going to grow with, you know, set limits, you know, for, for internal for state and, you know, tournament fishing. So it was a pretty good conversation between, you know, a bunch of guides. So. <laughs> All right. So if it warms up enough for you to venture out to do some ice fishing, I'm not going to ask for any specific secret spots, but in general, where should we be going right now? What should we be fishing for right now? And what should we be dropping down the hole? Oh, well, that, that, that's the worst part. Because I want to do all three right now. So <laughs> I can guarantee you my first trip out, I'm going crappie fishing. Okay. And I'm going to a local lake, and I love this lake. And I'm going to basically start on the edges of that deep hole. Um <laughs> Just on this one particularly, it's a it's a stained uh, tannic lake, so there's not a lot of deep vegetation. Uh, where if it was clear, then I would be looking for those vegetation pockets to see it, uh, if there was anything still standing and starting in that wherever the depth is for those. So I'm gonna start on the rim of these of these deep holes and anywhere from you know 21 to to 25 feet and work my way my way deeper, trying to find those crappies. Uh, when I'm done with that. Uh, I love being able to portable hop on Mille Early ice out there is absolutely phenomenal, uh, and it's always good. I, I, I mean, people get all bent out of shape because you can only keep one fish or, you know, whatever the regulation is. I, I love the fact that I can go out there and, and just catch a pile and a pile of big ones, and it's so much fun. Um, there again, there's so much to fish out there. You can start, you know, early and late on the reefs, shallower, and then work your way off. Um, but that's, I'm going to be looking at structure. So it might not be particularly hitting, uh, uh, shoreline reefs, but some, some offshore line, smaller structures. Uh, they're again starting on, on top early in the morning and, uh, pushing out deeper as the day progresses. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> I want to go spearing. I, I haven't been spearing in, in so long and I am a, I, I love to do it. It's like the best combo, right? Of, fishing and hunting it's yeah. like driving a bass boat and, and fishing it's like nascar right <laughs> you just combine two things going fast and catching fish and spearing is you know hunting and getting a fish but i do not take big fish 
I am I'm very adamant about catch and release on, on big pike, so obviously that doesn't work when you're spearing, but uh, we've got so many lakes around here that you can just nonstop go out and get little hammer handles, and I love pickled fish, and so do my neighbors, so <laughs> <laughs> I got to go get me some picklers. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing about, you know, if you pickle fish, uh, pickle northerns, you don't have to worry about the bones anymore. Correct. It's quick. <laughs> it's easy. It's colorful. People love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I like it. Hey, uh, you talked early about uh, spending 10 days or whatever it was in 50-some below weather ice fishing last year. Are we ever going to see that? Oh, boy. This, Kev, <laughs> we should have a whole episode just about this on the next time I talk to you. And I'm going to lead into this. So, the day that we had talked last time, there mm-hmm. was an announcement by Meat Eater that said twice in the history of their entire show have they done episodes where they didn't air. And our show was one that didn't air. Which, the best part is, Steve Ranello went on and said, Mandy Yurick told us everything was going to break. She is from there. Everything that she said was going to happen, happened. <laughs> So they don't tell me or Jay this, right? They're not airing the episode. We find out like everybody else does. So Jay Seaman, who's this you know videographer, YouTuber, has a huge following, millions of people, you know, makes fishing shows. He has his own fishing show. So he calls up Steve and says, hey, give me that footage. I'm going to make a show out of it. Oh. It dropped yesterday. Oh, cool. So your timing is absolutely impeccable. Uh, yeah, so the show dropped yesterday, and I laughed when I when I watched it. Uh, one, he, nobody can spell my name right. It's U H R I C H. It's Uric. <laughs> yes. But so the, the show drops, and I call him, and I said, I think it would have been a better show if you would have just highlighted every single thing that went wrong. <laughs> I was like, it should have been the show of don't do this, and this is why. So he, he says, well, I still got all this extra footage, but. I would love to do a, a follow-up. So now that uh, the show is aired, uh, technically my non-disclosure form is is, uh, is out the window. Okay. I'd like to tell the story about what you don't see on that show. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to do that. That sounds excellent. I've, I'll have to watch it, and then we can discuss that next time around. Okay. So where can we watch that? Uh, so it dropped on Jay Seaman's. Uh, YouTube channel, which is Canadian Angle. Okay. So they'll they'll Google that and they'll see it pop up right away. It's the Devil's Lake episode, um, which is his new one that obviously just just dropped yesterday. But okay, yeah, it's about twenty two minutes long. All right, and then uh, yeah, when when I I will watch, I will enjoy, and then I will follow up. <laughs> Correct, that's, that's because I think. There's there's nothing in there, and when I tell the story, you'll understand why they chose not to to take it on. Uh, I don't know how Jay put this together and edited edited it out to the point where it looks like a normal trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, I think it'll be a much much funner conversation, and you'll you'll get the storyline if you've already seen the show first. Oh, good. So everybody, everybody, watch the show, and that's Canadian Angle on YouTube. Correct. All right. Siemens, yep, uh, TV show, and that's the, so I'll be featuring Cal, Steve Rinella, Jay, and myself. All right. So watch that. Then we'll check in with Andy, or with Andy in a couple of weeks, and we'll find out the real story. Okay. I keep yeah. that, that. Oh, I love these kind of teases. This is great. This will be great for ratings. All right. <laughs> Mandy, before we let you go, 
we have a holiday fast five for you. Oh, boy. Are you ready for the holiday fast five? I'm ready. All right. What is the traditional Mandy Urick Christmas meal? Uh, <laughs> whatever somebody else made. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that. Okay. You you don't have one, huh? Well, it used to be my tradition for uh, 25, 26 years. I always went fishing on Christmas. So we always had fresh fish on Christmas. I, I can't eat fried fish anymore. Um, I love fish. So I, I might have a little bit of baked fish, but... <laughs> Yeah, normally now we're we're at somebody else's house or a relative. So I said, whatever they cook, I'm going to eat. It's yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. All right. Uh, how about this? What is your favorite Christmas treat? Christmas treat? I don't eat sweets. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That was a wasted question. No problem. We'll just move right on then. What is your favorite Christmas TV special? Uh, you're gonna shoot your eye out. <laughs> what is the Christmas story? A Christmas story. I, okay. Literally, like I laugh every time I see it. I can watch that show every single day, and like the Bumpuses. I love the Bumpuses. Like those dogs remind me of my neighbor's dogs <laughs> so much that every time the first time that that show airs, which is normally around Thanksgiving, I have to send my neighbors a text and say, "Hey, Bumpuses, your show's on." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that one too. That's a that's a huge tradition in our house, and we have several decorations about that one. All right, um, what is your favorite Christmas Carol? What Christmas music? Wow! I said out loud. I know you did. I don't like Christmas music. Whoa! I know it's sacrilegious. It kind of is. Santa's gonna leave me nothing but coal <laughs> or dog poop. Well, he's not going to leave you any music, that's for sure. Right. I know that sounds horrible. I, I just, I think it would be fine if we just heard it like a couple weeks or a week before Christmas. But I, I literally, from right after Thanksgiving until after Christmas, I don't turn the radio on to like a radio station. I'll listen to XM or something like that. But I, I no, no Christmas music. Okay. All right. Well. It's just taking a shocking turn. All right. I'm going to think I'm horrible. I'm the Grinch. Ah, you're not the Grinch. You just, just don't like Christmas music. Ah, uh, boy. Josh, uh, Josh, our Visit Bemidji uh, guy, is probably just have to sit down and take a deep breath after hearing that. <laughs> Nicknamed Captain oh, Christmas in this town. It's all right. It's all right. Josh gets a little too Christmassy, so he, he can use he can use a you know a dose of reality. All right, here we go. Final question. Uh, you know, I'm, we're not a psychologist, and we're not trying to find out your deepest darkest secrets. So we will ask: What is your fishing or hunting New Year's resolution? Do more. <laughs> you know how many people have said that when I've asked them that question? Which is hilarious because. What is the conundrum we always have? How to do more? I don't think it's honestly physically possible, you know, without putting yourself in some pretty precarious situations. Like, yeah, but I want to. I want. To, I, I should say, um, do more like I'm about to do. You get back to that 
traveling kind of all over the place and having new experiences. As much as I love, you know, Minnesota and fishing and hunting all over it, I, I miss. I miss getting up to Ontario. I miss traveling around, you know, and seeing new, new sites and new places. So. All right. New fishing and hunting experiences in new places. Thanks. That's a good one. All right. Well, Mandy, thank you for taking the time today. Thank you for, uh, as always, entertaining us very much. And I'm looking forward to the next time we talk the truth of the uh, video from last year. In the meantime, have a great Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thanks again. Awesome. Thank you so much. You too. Well, obviously, we're past Christmas, but want to take a moment and wish you a very happy New Year. Thank you for taking a little time on this New Year's weekend to spend it with us on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. And we will talk to you next week. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single-pole switches, as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.